kill me. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Didn't need what? help with the tab. Two in a row. I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of me. Welcome to Movie Boners, everybody. Ooh, that's tasty. Oh, I like that. What do you have over there? Well, I went... So I always try to find beer that'll be somewhat relevant to the episode, right? Right. Sometimes you can, sometimes you can't. Yeah. Um, Oh, my God, I like that one. Uh, well, I found one that I honestly, dude, I don't think there is a uh, a more relevant beer or like anything. I think I hit I hit it. Uh, okay. I am drinking Kung Fu Robot IPA. <laughs> oh wow, <laughs> that's awesome! Yes, it's uh, out of a brewery down here in Austin. It's uh, Fourth Tap Brewing, and it is. This is a tasty IPA. I think you would dig this one quite a bit, man. Yeah? Okay. That's interesting. Uh, it's also interesting you said that you thought yours was the most relevant because I will challenge you on Oh, that, shit! Sir. Mine is even more relevant than that, and it is also old school. Um, Unless you are <laughs> drinking something that's like Enter the Dragon or Jackie Chan is a master, I, I still win. Well... I'm drinking uh, an imported premium lager from the Tsingtao Brewery in uh, is established in 1903, brewed and canned it by the Tsingtao Brewery in Qingdao, China. It is crafted using malted barley, hops, yeast, and pure mountain water for a crisp, refreshing beer. It's a lager survey, so that's pretty darn good, but it's Chinese, legit, old school. What is it called? (laughs) It's just the imported premium lager. Oh, no. I still win. Screw you. I still win. I was pretty shocked. I found it the one Chinese beer in my in my liquor store. Yep, I mean that. That's, that's pretty awesome. good. Um, say the the name of the city again. Uh, Qingdao. And what was the other? The name of the brewery is Tsingtao. T s i n g t a o. I'm, I'm going to challenge you. Try to say it without raising the pitch of your voice. Sing Tao. <laughs> <laughs> but it's good. Yeah. 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 Right. It's a ancient Chinese secret recipe. I, uh, I still win this one because. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whatever. All right. Yep. You know it to be true. <laughs> <laughs> so. Before we get into this episode, uh, two housekeeping things. One, we have a merch store. If you want yep. merch, you can feel free to do that. And buy some cool swag. Super duper discounted as a thank you to our uh, early fans early yep. on. Um, <laughs> my, it takes a little bit for things to ship. My the stuff I ordered uh, about a week ago just shipped, so my hoodie is in route. I'm very excited. And then, uh, so that's about all there is about to say about that. The other thing, 
Have you been watching anything new lately besides Kung Fu? No. Okay. I kind of have. So I got caught up on Yellowstone and I'm very sad about that. Um, <laughs> also, also finished Friends and so we're trying to find new shows to watch. I tried watching How I Met Your Father for about five minutes and then bailed on it. And yeah, then... <laughs> I'm very weary of that one. Yeah, it's it was mundane, at least in the <laughs> little bit I tried to watch. But I started watching on Netflix uh, Archive 81. Oh, okay. Which I th- was, uh, I think, James Wan produced. It's like a horror series. Okay. And it's pretty cool. It's interesting. Right. I like it a lot. That one's about... It's about like a guy that restores old videotapes and he, it has like a ex machina feel to it where oh, he sweet. kind of gets brought in by this guy to restore these mysterious tapes. Uh, and then he watches them and it's kind of like a found footage thing partly. Oh, cool. Most of it's not, but there's a little bit of found footageness. It was cool. I liked it. Yeah. It keeps popping up on my like homepage of Netflix and Hey, you might like this. And I'm like, I might. Yeah, but I, I'm still like watched a lot of like kung fu martial arts stuff. Um, watched a, a bunch of my daughter and I watched Camp Cretaceous on Netflix. We just finished that, and then I'm also mm-hmm. watching Friends because mm-hmm. that's what you do when you're a 30 year old who grew up watching Friends. <laughs> is you keep watching Friends, right? Uh, <laughs> right. I do have a funny little story. Um, okay. Regarding our merch, okay, and our 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 show name, yeah. um, so our show name has been like one of the funniest things. Like it just, <laughs> it <always laughs> I'm makes already, <laughs> she already knows the story I'm going to tell. <laughs> <laughs> so my daughter mm-hmm. has wanted. Like the stickers, she's wanted a hoodie since I showed her, hey, our merch store's out. But I haven't yeah. really wanted to buy her one because I'm <laughs> like, you're not going to be allowed to wear it to school. Right. You'll get in trouble. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I don't know. Like, it'd be awesome if she wore, like, our brand outside, right? But yeah. that might raise a few eyebrows. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, my lovely daughter has not... <laughs> She's learned a lot being like 12 years old, but she hasn't mm-hmm. learned everything. Everything. Yeah. Uh, well, birds and the bees. Yeah. Well, she learned most, some of that stuff, but <laughs> yeah. she, she tried telling her mother that she wanted a hoodie from us and that we had a merch uh. store and that she wanted to wear it. And her uh-huh. mother was like, hold up. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, do you know what their name is? And like what the joke behind the name is? Mm-hmm. And Monica was like, no. And so her mother explained to her the joke and the word and all that. Um, <laughs> my daughter is in the car with me. We're, we're driving back after dinner Thursday. <laughs> and she goes, dad, I don't think I want a hoodie anymore. I was like, oh, all right, that's cool. That's cool. What changed your mind? And she goes real quiet. And I was like, you found out what the name is, like what it means, <laughs> didn't you? And she goes, yes. Why do you have that name? <laughs> and she That's was like, why does it have to be like that? It's so bad. It's so embarrassing. And I was like, ah, are you ready? She goes, yeah. And I'm like, Christy came up with that name. <laughs> and she yeah. goes, what? No. <laughs> 
Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's and, hilarious. And now my daughter is like, <laughs> she she does not want to like acknowledge the podcast name. Yeah. <laughs> it's that's hilarious. So uh, to be young and embarrassed by things again. Yeah. And right as I started telling that story, she looked up at me with that look of like, damn. Don't do it. <laughs> that's and that's amazing. my fun little uh, little story. I that thought was it was it. super funny. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> she okay. was like, can you come up with something that would be appropriate for me? <laughs> it's like, we'll try to figure something out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we'll figure something out. <laughs> a family-friendly merch. That's a good idea. <laughs> okay. Oh, man. Well, today's episode, I'm very excited for. We've been both <laughs> very excited for weeks, months, maybe. Yeah, this should be an interesting one, because there's so many. Um, yeah. Did you find... So, there were some where I was like, oh... There's not as much like Kung Fu or martial arts, any of that, as I remember there being. Yeah. So I'm holding a handful off that I feel you would expect me to have on the list, but I'm holding them back for when mm -hmm. we do like a foreign film because they'll okay. probably end up on my foreign film list. Yeah, because it's more of a foreign or dramatic film that happens yeah. to have some martial arts in it. Yeah, yeah that's fair. <laughs> Yeah, I, I noticed that too watching him there once. And I was like, I love this movie. I love this. And I was like, there's long stretches of this movie with no kung fu happening, <laughs> yeah. which isn't necessarily bad, but it's also when you get into the kung fu mood, you're like, I just want some kung fu. Like, I want nonstop <laughs> as much as possible. I had a, a difficult time ranking them specifically because I think martial arts films to me is a unique genre. Because I love all of them so much, yeah. and I can watch any anything. Like I don't care if it's like an epic period piece type movie or just a badly dubbed seventies B movie. Like I like all of it, and so finding like which one do I like more than the other one was hard. Dude, I had a hard time ranking mine. Um, I also found myself like I sat down. If you haven't caught on, we're we're doing like it's all kung fu martial, martial arts, arts stuff yeah um, i was like immediately like well obviously i'm gonna have a ton of jackie chan a ton of jet lee like yeah. this is happening and then i sat down and rewatched a bunch of jet lee like solo films mm -hmm. and he made really bad movies <laughs> in like the early 2000s one of them i really enjoyed like it was really cool i hadn't seen it since it came out i really enjoyed uh -huh. it um but I felt kind of bad because I was like, oh, I don't mm. know that I'm going to have Jet Li actually featured on my list. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> You'll I, find out if I do or not. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah I, I, was, I had the same thing. I was like, I had to limit myself to only two Jackie Chan movies, because if I didn't, this would be a top 10 Jackie Chan list. And that's not what we were going for. Well, I think that's funny that you limited yourself to only two, because so did I. <laughs> nice nice we're on the same page yeah i tried to also do the thing that i do before where i tried to represent the different periods that were impactful to me the different actors and creators that were impactful yeah. to me and just who i like and what i like the most and it was also difficult because 
following in our normal somewhat rule thing i didn't list a bunch of movies i've already talked about like the raid and the raid 2 and warrior and hero and <laughs> equilibrium and all these movies i was like okay so that takes a lot of the heavy hitters off my list <laughs> but i still have a lot of heavy hitters i i have a lot i tried like compiling a list that like uh, full of movies that I watch more frequently or movies that really like struck me. Um, I have one on here that I am excited to mention because it's one that I haven't told you I've seen. Oh. I'm excited for you to hear that one. Yeah. Um, and then I've, yeah. I've got a couple surprises on my list. I, I know that, but I was okay. like, this was an interesting one because I, I didn't want to, Obviously, I wasn't going to include, like, The Matrix because that was already yeah. featured a couple times now. Um, I didn't want to feature, like, The Raid 2 because I feel that one has more martial arts in it than the first one does. Yeah. Um, and I'll, I'll say right now, The Raid is not on my list. <laughs> that was another one where I was like, I felt, honestly, after rewatching it again, I was mm -hmm. like, you know, this this one works a little bit better as just a, like foreign film like an international mm. kind of film uh plus it was hard to bump a couple of mine off of my list that i knew yeah. were going to be on there but yeah this was like i've i've watched a lot of kung fu movies and it was fun revisiting some of them because i haven't watched them mm. for some time and i got big man i was grinning from ear to ear with some, <laughs> oh my god this is so much better than i remember and some of them put me right back to like the first time i saw it where it was so different and mm -hmm. like just the the style of martial arts which was another thing that i kind of learned to appreciate more this time around was like the martial arts isn't just all the fight sequences but it's also like movies that feature prominently in the uh like mentality, like the discipline, the peacefulness yeah. of it, or treating Philosophy. it more of like a dance instead of just constant fighting. I thought that was a really interesting thing that yeah. I think I just kind of ignored at a younger age, but really appreciate now. So there's a lot to get into it. It was, <laughs> did you find yourself at one point this while watching all these Jake of being like, well, I think I need to go find like a dojo. I need to learn. <laughs> I need to be the next Kung Fu master. Did you find yourself at all doing that? Yeah. It took okay, me back good. to me being too. a kid where that was all I did, where I would watch <laughs> Kung Fu movies and then I would spend all day or all week practicing that one move I saw Jackie Chan do. When I was a kid, I got pretty good. So in, in in rush hour, it's not on my list, but in rush hour, there's this when he has the like steering wheels handcuffed to his arm, he like goes in and pulls that guy's belt off and his oh, gun yeah. falls down and then he pops the gun up with his foot and grabs it in the air. <laughs> I had like a little like squirt gun in a holster and I like did that flip up thing with the gun. I got pretty good at that when I was a kid. <laughs> and it made me want to like wonder if I still have it in me. Did, did you try it, Jake? No, I didn't try it. I didn't want to disappoint myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I will say I've been doing a lot of the, uh, like, so my daughter and I always, like, goof around and just fuck around together, right? Mm -hmm. Well, I have found myself in the last two weeks doing a lot of, like, hayas and karate yeah. chops and telling her, like, ninja moves that I'm going <laughs> to do to take her down. And I'm like, 
Man, I'm like a busted up mid thirties guy. I, I have a yeah. hard time sitting on the floor for five minutes and then getting back up. Uh, <laughs> you know. <laughs> like, I know it's catching up with us. <laughs> me thinking that I'm going to be this amazing kung fu dude, just no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but the, yeah, all of those mundane things. Like <laughs> you watch enough Jackie Chan movies, and he does mundane things like answer the phone in the coolest way, dude. You know, flip, he's flipping things. He's making like whatever he's doing. He's Flipping things around, and it made me want to just do that constantly. <laughs> but you know that you're just not flexible enough for that yeah. kind of shit. And freaking Jackie Chan was like 41, Boone, when he finally made a, like a big American movie. He wasn't even a big star in America. Dude, until he even was like some of his movies that take place outside of China, whether it's in Australia or the States, you know, San Francisco or whatever, uh, yeah. even those are still dubbed. Like they're yeah. still Chinese films. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And he's like forties and fifties doing all his own stunts. And it definitely makes me feel, uh, uncoordinated and all that stuff. Yep. Yeah. Watching him, uh, he, in his super young days, um, watching him do this like trick where he's hanging upside down and collecting water out of like these two barrels and then feeling yeah. them like, it's the craziest sit-up ever, and he folds himself in half to empty two little teacups into another bar- Like, mm-hmm. absolutely bonkers watching him do this stuff. And you're like, <laughs> man, like, I can't even... I can't even sit up straight from a laying-down <laughs> position. I have to do this awkward, like, groaning, mm-hmm. roll, push, where you hear every sitting joint up, pop. I'm not sitting up straight, sitting in this chair. If I have to do that for too long. I'm like, oh, this is exhausting. Right. I try. I'm like, all right, good posture, good posture. No. <laughs> yeah, fuck it. Well, we should get into that. There's, I'm yeah. curious about your list. I'm sure you're curious about mine because I, I honestly. Curious. We don't I, talk, you and I don't talk about Kung Fu that much. So I right. really don't know. What you've seen, what you haven't, what you like, what you don't. So I'm so excited to find out. Yeah, and uh, I think it's going to be kind of a unique cluster of movies. I really do think that. Okay, cool. (laughs) I'm so excited. Well, let's do this, man. I think you start this one off. I can do that. I can do that. So my number 10 probably is an un... un, What the fuck am I trying to say? An unexpected, unexpected oh, okay. Okay. Uh, pick. Maybe not by you, maybe by anybody. Because I don't think it was well-received when it came out. But when I saw it in the theater, I was grinning ear to ear the whole time. I rewatched it. I'm like, this is still fucking cool. I don't care what anybody says. So it's my number 10, top 10 kung fu movie, um, Man with the Iron Fists. Oh, okay. Yeah, you know? from 2012. I have never seen Man with the Iron Fist. Okay. But yeah, I'm not surprised. It didn't get super well received when it came out. But which I is liked funny. It. Everyone that I know that has seen it mm-hmm. absolutely loves it. Yeah. Like, don't have anything bad to say about it. I've just never, it's one of those I've just never gotten around to mm-hmm. watching. Yeah. And okay. I think you would like it. I think anybody that's a fan of kung fu movies mm-hmm. like us. Would like it. It is directed by RZA, the leader of the infamous Wu Tang Clan, um, and he he wrote the story. He co-wrote uh, the screenplay with Eli Roth, and then also directed it and starred in it as like the blacksmith. And uh, 
it's it's just like a love letter to fun nostalgic 70s mm -hmm. kung fu uh movies and that's just kind of the whole point of it russell crowe is fun in it all of the like characters are kind of like caricatures they're like a larger than life weird creature like not creatures but just like big personalities and russell crowe plays like this guy named jackknife who has like a knife shaped like an old musket gun he's like this english guy in china and uh all of the like weapons and gore especially it's pretty like violent if you don't mind that kind of thing which i know you don't it's just <laughs> a really really cool action movie with good like imagery and style yes yeah. and it's just so cool lucy losing it dave batista's in it uh but it's it's a fun freaking movie yeah i've i've only heard good things about that movie and it's just i don't know why i even told myself prepping for this i was like oh i'm totally at least going to get this one watched right mm -hmm. and then i didn't watch it so yeah. if, if we ever do another episode of the like, hey, 10 movies we've never seen that we know we should or I've yeah. always wanted to, that might be one that I end up watching. But mm -hmm. yeah, I I know I need to see it. Everyone yeah. that has just loves it. So I'm actually yeah. not shocked that's on your list, bud. All right, cool. Well, my number 10 is probably like one of the most famous um, it's the only, I'm just double checking my, my notes. Mm -hmm. Come on. There you are. I just got to check. Uh, yeah, I think my number 10 is the only like unanimously critically acclaimed audience loved film on my list. Mm. Um, really? Yeah. It's one of the most beautifully shot films and I have it on my list because when I saw it, when it first came out 22 years ago, uh, mm. I was pretty young and it just, the style of the, the fight scenes and just the, the beauty of it kind of integrating like the peace of mind along with the fighting styles and kind of the, uh, the principles of discipline and all this really mm -hmm. took me off guard when I was younger. And it's just kind of always stuck with me. So my number 10 is crouching tiger, hidden dragon. Okay. Um, it's just, I just love how it's shot and I love the fighting style in the film. And I think the story is really cool. I really like, um, with like martial arts films that take place in like the 19th century or old, old mm -hmm. China or old world settings where they show you the bigger than life, kind of the mythos of martial arts how it's not just like humans but it, it like it transcends the body and mind or it can yeah i like when that's kind of shown on the screen so crouching mm -hmm. tigers just always stuck with me uh, it's kind of funny it's like the only ang lee film that's ever really stuck mm -hmm. with me uh, yeah but it, it's a pretty good one I, it's how i got to know chow young fat i already knew michelle yo from tomorrow never dies uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it was cool yeah. seeing her in that kind of role of like uh, kung fu masters and all this, and kind of all that principled lifestyle. So I, it's just one of the most beautiful martial arts films I've seen. Mm -hmm. So yeah, yeah. Chaoyun Fat's the, the like one of two big names that I didn't fit on my list. Yeah. Um, 
and yeah, I've loved him since Hard Boiled. He's just a, a great, uh, another kind of one of those athletic, awesome leads. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I need to revisit Crouching Tiger though, because I remember like not loving it when I first saw it, yeah. but I may have been in the wrong headspace where I expected it to be more actiony, and I remember it being more visually beautifully poetic kind of thing. Yeah, it's very... So I haven't watched it for a while, but it was one that I was like, I'm pretty sure this will be on my list because I've always had a very high respect for it. And when I rewatched it, yeah. I was like, it's a lot slower than I remember it being, but I I really appreciated just the uh, attention of detail to like kind of the, like I said, the principles of martial arts and the Kung Fu and all the masters kind of having like this uh, lore about all of them. I really like that aspect of it. Yeah. So yeah, I totally know what you mean. All right. <clears throat> uh, my number nine movie is a big one. One of the I mean, several of these are big ones, but it's one of those ones that I held in high esteem for a long time. I reference it a lot because it has one of the great greatest mythical matchups of all time in it. Uh, and so if you are a uh, Kung Fu fan, of course, you have to have seen The Way of the Dragon, Bruce Lee. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the, I reference it constantly because, especially as a kid, when you start getting into Kung Fu, everybody's like, especially if you were a kid in the 90s like us, and Chuck Norris was a big deal, and Walker, Texas Ranger was the coolest show ever, but Bruce Lee was like the master. And so you had this argument with your peers, is Bruce Lee better or is Chuck Norris better and who would win a fight? And then when you discover that the way of the dragon exists, because you're a kid and it's a movie from 1972, <laughs> so who knows about it? Once you discover that it exists, you're like, this documentary of Bruce Willis <laughs> fighting, no, not Bruce Willis, Bruce Lee fighting Chuck Norris proves... That Bruce Lee would beat Chuck Norris because he does in the film. Spoiler alert, by the way. That's the last uh, fight in the movie. <laughs> wow, Jake. Wow. <laughs> but it's a cool movie. Uh, I also found out this week because I was like watching it and doing a little research on it. It was the only film that Bruce Lee ever finished directing. Like he okay. tried to direct several movies. He, of course, directed Game of Death, but died before he could finish it. So it's kind of his most complete movie from a directing perspective, yeah. I think. Or that's what they were saying is that he was able to direct it completely, finish it, release it, all that good stuff before he passed away. So I thought that was really cool. Um, and yeah, it's just a cool movie about a guy that goes to visit his family's restaurant in Italy and has to defend them from these gangsters and uses Kung Fu to do it and fights <laughs> a very hairy Chuck Norris when he takes off his, like... <laughs> shirt or karate uniform he's a pretty hairy mother that's for sure you know i am <laughs> so not surprised that you would have <laughs> that movie on your list <laughs> and for those that know jake the bet like close to him yeah this might be the one movie out of all the movies you've ever talked about <laughs> that makes the most sense of why you're a fan <laughs> I mean, it's Chuck Norris. Yeah, now, see, and Bruce Lee. 
I, I grew up just with the understanding of when it comes to martial arts, there are the greats and then there are the wannabe greats. And I grew up in a household where it was like, there is never a debate between Bruce Lee and Chuck Norris. It is straight Bruce oh, Lee. Uh, I grew up in a house where it was like, Chuck Norris is kind of a joke. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Damn, son. So, yeah. <laughs> I, unlike Jake, I always knew who would win in that fight. <laughs> I well, mean, did you ever see Chuck- Enter the Dragon? Come on. <laughs> I have several times. But Chuck Norris is not a joke. Trust me, Chuck Norris is a cool guy. I will say this was his very first movie. It was his yeah. screen debut. So understandable. You know, he's at a disadvantage. He's the underdog in that fight against the great Bruce Lee. So not and Bruce Lee wrote and directed it. So, you know. <laughs> a little, little biasness. <laughs> yeah. The scales are tilted a little I mean, bit in his direction. It I like how you're trying to uh come to the defense of Chuck Norris. And I'm not I don't you know, Chuck Norris is Chuck Norris. The dude is yeah. an icon. Um mm-hmm. but yeah, I just I grew up in a home where it was like, oh, you're talking martial arts unless it's Jackie Chan or Bruce Lee, like you yeah. There's no competition, at least during the yeah. 90s. And then, of course, Jet Li became famous and everyone was like, hold the phone. This guy's <laughs> yeah. way too fast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so funny. <laughs> All right. Well, my number nine is one that was not received well anywhere, but I <laughs> love this movie. It's so bloody it's so mm. violent like to the point where i laugh at some of the kill scenes i get excited about some of the kill scenes because i know just how <laughs> ridiculous they are it's such okay. a fun movie i love this movie so much my number nine is ninja assassin yeah i love the fights in this movie. I love the use of all the weapons and the whole mm. like use of the shadows and their training and all the flashbacks. I just everything about this movie is so cool to me. And I totally get it's not it's not a stellar movie. There's no yeah. there was never a war talk in it. There they weren't setting out to make the next greatest thing you've ever seen. But it's so much fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it really is. When I was I remember seeing it like with a bunch of friends, like a bunch of dudes. And just from here being like, this movie is fucking awesome. It's it's violent. It's cool. It doesn't like, it's just, it is what it is. And what it is, is fun. And it's a great time. And it's just, it's all ninjas. It's all like, I love the flashback scenes of like their training and the rigorous stuff that they're like put through the, the duels, all the sparring that they do. I think the part that mm. I'm constantly just like, that is so fucked up is them learning how to walk silently down the, the creaky hallway. And if they make a sound on the board that like purposely creaks, mm-hmm. they have to lift their feet up and get it cut open with the bamboo stick. Like that's just mm-hmm. brutal. Yeah. But then they, they top that off where you're like, God, that's so like cringy. And then you see them like, throwing thousands of ninja stars out of nothing mm-hmm. and it's just like tearing bodies up. oh it's so cool i love ninja assassin like <laughs> a, 
I remember watching that movie and just, it was one of those where immediately I was like, mm-hmm. yep, I'm going to watch this movie for the rest of my life. Like, that's yeah. the same. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it may be partly nostalgia, at least on my part, where when I was a kid, as soon as you found out about ninjas, you were like, okay, so they're the best. And obviously the best is the coolest. So these other guys who do martial arts, they're cool, but ninjas are just perfect. But ninjas were on a whole different level. Yeah. They're untouchably cool. And so to have a movie that just focuses on the details of becoming a ninja, the brutality and the violence and like adult version of that, it's so cool. It's cool seeing like the weapons used in the manner that they are. Sure. It's all kind of terrible CGI, but Fuck that. Yeah. It's so much fun. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> it's a good time. It's such a good time. <laughs> All right. My number eight movie uh, is is a different kind of movie. It's a, a different, at least from the ones we've talked about so far. But I like it a lot. And I don't even know how to lead into it. My number eight movie is The Transporter, which is okay. just like... Such a cool movie. When it first came out, especially before they made the sequels, I was like, this movie fucking rules. And it's directed by this like French guy. And it's Jason Statham, who's a white guy. And he's essentially just a, a he's a transporter. He drives mm-hmm. people and things around. And he's like, he's like a Ryan Gosling from Drive, only cooler because he knows Kung Fu and stuff. And he like is so business oriented. He has these very specific rules that you don't change the deal. You don't use any names and you don't open the package. And of course he has to break all of his rules. Well, right. As soon Cause as he, you wouldn't have a story out. without him breaking his own rules. <laughs> yeah. So he breaks the rules and finds out his package is like a living human woman who's being trafficked <laughs> basically. And he defends, decides to defend her cause he's a hero and he's cool. And it has like just some, so many cool fights in it. The one that always stands out to me, though, is when he is in that garage and the he oil. Like, pours the oil everywhere. And then he covers himself in the oil, so he's all slippery. And then he breaks the pedals off of this bicycle <laughs> and clips them onto his feet so he can, like, move through the – they can, like, walk through the oil without slipping and has, like, these spiky weapons on his bottoms of his feet. And just the fight – that whole fight is so cool. And everything about the movie is cool. But Jason Statham – has always just kind of exuded this cool. Well, that was the, like, we knew Statham from, you know, lock, stock and two smoking barrels or snatch. Like we didn't know him as a Kung Fu action star. We knew him as like the sarcastic British guy who cusses a lot and drinks a lot. Right. And then he like shows up in the transporter and just beats people's asses into the ground. (laughs) So, I wanted this on my list so bad. I was going to make it an honorable mention. But mm. this was one where when I rewatched it this week, I was like, I remember there being so many, or at least I thought there were so many more <laughs> fight scenes in the movie, but there's really only a couple big fight scenes. So I was yeah. kind of struggling, but I was like, I'll make it honorable regardless. Because that first transporter, fuck the sequels. But that first yeah. transporter is so cool. Um there is one thing about it that has always cracked me up. Okay. Right? So when he discovers that he's transporting the woman. Yeah. Know, 
he cuts the hole in the duct tape so that she can drink a little bit of the orangina or whatever it is, the orange juice. But I always laugh about this because he maintains the duct tape on her so she can't scream, right? But he was going to get attacked regardless because as soon as they pull her out of the bag, they're going to be like, why is there a perfectly cut hole in the duct tape? (laughs) Yeah, you could take it off and put new tape on. That would be better. (laughs) Right. So I cracked up about it. You know, when I saw it back in the theaters, back in, when was that, 2002 or whatever? Uh, yeah. Maybe exactly. 2001. 2002. Uh, bam. Yeah. <laughs> oh, every time. It's great. Every time it cracks me up. But that, yeah, Transporter is just, that's such a fun movie, dude. That's a good pick. <laughs> yeah, I love it. <laughs> you only love it because he's shirtless and jacked. That guy is He's quite so jacked. fucking jacked in that movie. I will say, he is quite jacked. Well, my number eight, um, when it first came out in the 70s, was regarded as a very serious film. And there are still some very serious aspects of it. Of course, when I watched it as a kid, a lot of it made me laugh. And a lot of it has become kind of iconic when every male guy whether they're a child or an adult when they go to make mm-hmm. kung fu moves we all do the same sound effects yeah and i i really think it's because of this movie uh you okay. already brought up bruce lee so i'm gonna bring yeah. him up now too uh <laughs> enter the dragon is just such a cool movie i, yeah. I love the story i love the fight scenes are so badass <laughs> yeah but you can't help but laugh every time Bruce Lee goes to do anything, and it's always <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> there is a lot of it. Obviously, I watched it this week. Obviously, obviously, it's on my list. But yeah, rewatching it, I was like, he does that sound a lot. <laughs> a lot during the movie. The movie's like just under two hours, and he might make that sound more than he has actual dialogue. But yeah. <laughs> My favorite is when it's like it's quiet. It's just like, <laughs> it's so funny. But yeah, Enter the Dragon is just, I I remember not watching that until after I had watched a whole bunch of Jackie Chan stuff. And uh, when I saw Enter the Dragon, finally, that was like the fight scenes in that movie, I think are set apart from like what Jackie Chan does, where Jackie Chan's style mm-hmm. is more based on, the utilizing of like props around him, the speed, the no stunt double yeah. kind of aspect, but he always throws a lot of physical comedy into his fight scenes. Whereas yeah. Bruce Lee's fight scenes were very like, no, this is, this is a real Serious. spar. Like it looks like real sparring moves. Uh, yeah. But yeah, enter the giant and the storyline is just cool too. sending this guy to go and take down a drug <laughs> kingpin. Um, yeah. Yeah. Enter the dragon is just, it's iconic. Like, it really is, and it deserves to be iconic. Bruce Lee was a master at what he was doing. Can you imagine if, like, him, Jackie Chan, and Jet Li just ended up Mm. having a movie where even if Lee had lived long enough to even make, like, a fun cameo, maybe not an actual fight sequence, but just make a cameo, that would have been cool. It'd be cool to have, like, an Expendables-style 
kung fu movie where it's just <laughs> right. like le- full of legends. That would be crazy. Of course, at this point in time, all of our legends are like old. <laughs> They're yeah. all like, yeah, we're not doing that stuff anymore. <laughs> yeah. No, sorry. <laughs> but yeah, Enter the Dragon, when I rewatched it this last week, I was like, fuck, man. Like, yeah. I'm laughing when I shouldn't be, but at the same time, like, this is just such a cool movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you're laughing because you're having a good time. It's oh, an yeah. enjoyable movie. Even though the stakes are, are like high and taken seriously, it's fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll talk about more when uh, it's on my list yep. in some undisclosed position at this point. <laughs> so my number seven movie is my first Jackie Chan movie. I finally get to talk about right. Jackie Chan. All right. Uh, my number seven is Police Story. All right. Police Story. Story. Uh, Police Story as a series is his biggest series, obviously. There's so many installments in it. And they're all enjoyable to different degrees. But the first police story, especially, I had to put on my list because for a lot of reasons. Number one, I think uh, it, it, it shows what Jackie Chan's style as a director and a performer mm-hmm. is, where he, he loves the filmmaking process. He focuses on the stunts, especially. And that's very obvious if you watch police story if you watch police story the story is pretty basic it's about a guy who is a cop and he busts this like huge uh, kingpin tries to protect the witness this one witness lady and then goes to like rebust the guy after he gets out of uh, well yeah i mean everything goes wrong for yeah jackie chan's character everything goes but it's for it's not a like a ton of things happen but the best part about it is all of the – so it's directed by Jack Chan. Obviously, it stars him. And I also love how in almost all of his movies, his character is named Jackie Chan. And so he just plays himself. It makes it very easy to follow. <laughs> Who are you talking about? You're talking about Jackie Chan. I get it. But he focuses on – as a director and a performer, focuses on the stunts. And yeah. I think that Police Story is great especially for that because – the stunts are crazy. I, after I had already like made my list, I was like, I went to Google and I was like, what do people think are the best stunts that he's ever done? <laughs> Dude, and he's there done were some insane stunts. <laughs> he does insane ones, but there were several that came specifically from Police Story, including like some of the top ones. And I was like, okay, so I feel completely justified. <laughs> oh <my> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he he he. From like the very beginning, has this scene where. Uh, these cars are driving down a hill through a like a little village, uh, like kind of kind of like slum type village, but they're crashing through a bunch of stuff. And just the way it's shot, you can tell it's just like this is a giant stunt that we're spending a bunch of money and time on. We're gonna get it right, and they just focus on it so well. There's so many times where people like fall or fly out of a bus and land on the concrete, and I'm like, oh my god, that's insane, and it's just so cool. But the best part, everybody's seen Blues Brothers and the scene where you're driving through the mall and breaking all this oh, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Police Story has that <laughs> basic thing, except there's no car involved. It's Jackie Chan's fists and his body that's breaking this entire mall. <laughs> He's breaking all this glass. He's crashing through things. And then the very like last big stunt 
where he slides down the pole and he's breaking all those. Well, like, he goes through the all the electrical and, cord, like all the light cords. Like that's yeah, a lot of electricity that he gets hit. There's with. sparks, there's sparks and glass and all this stuff going on. It's such a big stunt that they like show it three times. They like break. <laughs> The time continuum of the movie, and they're like, "Okay, hold on, let's go back." Just <laughs> like, do no, it again. we got to rewatch that because they already knew <laughs> yeah. every guy when they saw the scene were going to be like, mm-hmm. "Hold up, we're watching yeah. him do this again." <laughs> yeah, they're like, "Don't worry, you don't even have to rewind your VHS. We're going to show you it again." So then they show it again, and then they go back and they show you it again. They show you three different times that he does this stunt, and it's cool every time. It's yep. just a cool move and a cool uh, thing. And then I also love how Jackie Chan, I love so much about him. And I'm sure I'll talk about him in my next movie about him. But he loves the filmmaking process. And every, and he, at the end of every movie, like he everything he does in the movie, it seems flawless. He seems great. He seems perfect. And then you get to the end of the movie and you're watching the credits and he always shows yeah. you like, Behind the scenes, here's how we made it. Here's all the times I fucked up that move because we had to film it a hundred times for me to do it right. But I actually did it because we were going to record it until I got it right. right. And it's just the fact that he is dedicated to actually doing it and we're going to do as many takes as it takes to get it is so cool. Yeah, and we're going to talk a lot of Jackie Chan because we already established we each have two of his movies on our list. Police Story mm-hmm. is not on my list, although I okay. love that movie with everything. I, mean, I love the first two <laughs> so much. Love yeah. those movies. I've got like the Criterion Collection Blu-ray. I've, the artwork on it, I get excited about. I just, I love Police Story. Yeah. But I decided like of all the Chan movies, I was like, I think this I'll keep for my international list. And I'm going to throw these other two on just because they fit the style of like, when I sit down for a Kung Fu, this is the style that I go for. But yeah, you know, people watch like the MCU, everyone knows, Oh, we've got mid credit and post credit scenes. So we stick around for that. Right. Mm -hmm. We grew up in a time where when you sat down for a Jackie Chan movie, it was, Mm -hmm. we stick around for the credits because we're going to get to watch all the mistakes, all the yeah. bloopers of it, and they're fantastic. He even continued that with like the Rush Hour series, and, like yeah. all of his American films. He still kept that going. Um, <laughs> yeah, Jackie Chan, and that police. Oh my god, that police story movie is so. It's so well written. Like it's such a good yeah. movie. It's perfect combination of like comedy with all the physical Mm. humor and jokes and all that integrated with the actual Kung Fu, you brought up the phones in the police station while he's also heating up ramen, Uh, like actual ramen, not American version of ramen, but like, (laughs) right. Which have you noticed how many fucking noodles they eat in Kung Fu movies? Like (laughs) that is a lot of noodles. (laughs) It is. So many noodles. And in police store, he eats them with pencils after he cleans off like the eraser. Yeah, and I'm like, it still looks good. I would totally do that. That's I would fine. eat it. But let's face it every every guy probably saw him do that with the pencils and went, oh, yeah, 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 that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's not eating the graphite end. It's fine. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, it's so oh, good man. and Please. and so funny. Like you said, he his his 
balance of action and comedy is great. Yeah. The best the best thing about him is he he humanizes his fights so well where during the fights he does these insane things you're like no person is that coordinated or that have that good of timing to do unless you do a thousand takes like he does but he does do them and then throughout the course of the fight he shows the like like the real stakes like he every pause he's like oh my god <laughs> right or my face or my hand <laughs> or my leg like that he you know it hurts him constantly but he has to do it in order to survive it yeah and it, it, it just humanizes it and makes it that much more real. And he gets worn out. He gets exhausted the whole time. And he's, he's always at an underdog. He's always like Rocky where he just has to like outlast that person. It, it, he's just too good. I love he, Jackie He Chan. is. Yeah. Jackie Chan. Oh, God damn it. He was such a huge part of my childhood as I imagine yeah. yours as well. I watched when we decided this, I was like, Oh my God, there's no way I'm going to be able to rewatch every Jackie Chan movie that I grew up watching because there's so yeah. many Jackie Chan movies. Yeah. So yeah, I, I just really stuck is. with the ones that I, I own personally with the exception of like one that I haven't gotten around to actually purchasing yet because it's expensive. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, one good thing about the internet, you can find the movies you're looking for. Usually. That's usually. true. That's true. Um, that's such a good pick, man. Well, my number seven is mm -hmm. not out of China. We have been sticking with China quite a bit. Um, yep. Mine's not. Mine goes okay. to Indonesia. Uh, okay. Oh, but now I'm second guessing the country that I'm in. That was like one of the notes <laughs> I told myself, make sure you jot that country down. And then I didn't. Cause I was like, how would I forget that one? <laughs> Yeah, I totally know what you mean. <laughs> Bite myself in the ass. <laughs> uh, well, technically, okay, uh, way off. Not Indonesia. Let's pretend the last 45 seconds never happened. Where I do have Indonesia in. stuff, but not this one. Uh, this one starts mm. in Thailand, goes to Australia. Um, okay. So this is another one of those movies where you get to get a, uh, a glimpse of different culture and as everyone who's listened to our show watched our show long enough knows like i i get sucked into that where you get immersed into different culture lifestyles and all that uh this is yeah. a big one where it's this tiny village in thailand they're like in the middle of the jungle their whole the whole like village's purpose is to protect elephants because elephants are regarded to be like super sacred and we need to protect mm -hmm. them and cherish them and all that stuff um while the the main character two of the elephants end up getting taken to be sold and he follows like his whole life's purpose is to protect these elephants so he follows the elephants to australia to try and rescue them and mm -hmm. bring them back home um if you have not watched a tony jaw film and you like kung fu movies, you are missing out because this dude is an absolute beast. He does what Chan did with all, he does all of his own crazy stunts, um, but there's no comedy to his stunt work. It is all very fast paced. It's crazy. It's all uh, Muay Thai style fighting. Yeah. 
so my number seven is one of his movies called The Protector. This movie, okay. when I watched it, some of the fight scenes and the speed of the fight scenes is just mind-boggling. It's a cool story. Uh, nothing too crazy. There's, mm-hmm. It's a pretty bittersweet movie, actually. There, there's a lot of scenes in it where you're like, oh my god, how can this get any worse? And some of the CGI, like, there's a green screen part in it that is just the absolute worst, <laughs> but <laughs> the movie is still badass enough that you don't, like, hate the film. Yeah. But, yeah, Tony Jaa is just like, he is a master. Uh, I've got mm-hmm. another one of his on my list, but not yet. Because his, his movies just, they blew me away with the style of fighting that he does and the the heavy incorporation with his, uh, that like old school Thai culture mentality of here's yeah. what we hold sacred. Here's how our lifestyles are when it's not like all about everything around us, but like the connection to the world. Uh, yeah. The protector is just, Oh my God. If you want to see my like fight scenes that just break your brain, this is one of them. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I remember you bringing up the protector like just in passing, not that long ago, and so I had to seek it out and find it. But I haven't watched it yet. Yeah, um, I do like Tony John. I have I have uh, seen a couple of his other movies, but the protector is not one of them. I think I know why you thought it was Indonesia, though, because I I get a similar vibe from Thai movie Thai Thai martial art movies versus Indonesian movies like The Raid. It's yeah. a very similar the like the dialect is similar and the fighting style seems similar. At least to us. I'm sure we're way off on that yeah. one. So we apologize. To us, uh, we're just laymen. We're we're schmucks. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the protector is just it it's such a, a cool movie and goddamn those fight scenes. There's a couple of them that just go on forever that you're like you are physically tired by the time the fight scene will end. And that's always mm-hmm. a fun experience when you're watching a Kung Fu movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It puts you into the movie. Yeah. It's a fun, fun thing. Okay. My number six we are on. Yes, I sir. Scroll back up. My number six is the second movie directed by Louis Letier. And, uh, May be unknown, but or not unknown, but lesser appreciated. Should be more appreciated. The only Jet Li movie on my list, and it is called Unleashed. Oh my god! <laughs> you and I would have had a crossover. This is, is the, the only movie to? of his, like his solo outing, yeah. that I was like, this movie's badass. I love this movie, <laughs> but it's an honorable yeah. mention for me. I felt that's exactly what you were probably referring to when you said that, because that's exactly what it is. It's, <laughs> it's, he, I, I like some of his other, uh, specifically more foreign focused films yeah. like hero and fearless for sure. But of the big American releases in the early two thousands, he has some, some mediocre ones, some stinkers, but unleashed is like, a sleeper hit that I don't think it's as much appreciation as it should. It's such a deep, emotional, dramatic, like story. It's a dark story. It's it's so dark. <laughs> He's like, he plays this person who as a child was enslaved yeah. and raised 
as a dog, basically. Like he's the pet of this gangster who's essentially an attack dog in human form and has known nothing else his entire life. And now he's a 30 something year old man and ends up getting separated, kind of escapes. And the bad guy is, uh, or the gangster is Bob Hoskins, who is great. He is oh, vicious and brutal and so cruel to him as his like owner, quote unquote owner. But when Jet Li's character, Danny escapes uh, and meets Morgan Freeman, who's like this blind, kind guy who like adopts Danny He's, as like his son, basically. Uh, oh yeah. Just immediately without like question, just, Oh, I recognize you're on tough times. Come, come find me. Like I'll teach you how to appreciate life and growth. Yeah. Uh, through music and it, oh my god dude unleash is so yeah. good <laughs> he's like this this person who has been treated as a slave and a pet his entire life and is all of a sudden learning what it means to be human like he starts having these human experiences and l gaining respect and dignity and all these normal things that you know we take for granted and the way Jet Li plays it is so perfect yeah and he's badass like he's fucking brutal as the, the the fights when they like when they sick him on those like guys or he fights in those pit that pool or whatever uh he's so it's the fighting is so cool yeah. but the heart and emotion and story is one of my favorites one of the strongest i think yeah unleash is like it, it ended up getting bumped um for enter the dragon and I'm a sucker for like nostalgia, so that's why Enter yeah. the Dragon ended up taking that spot. Um, but Unleashed is like, yeah, rewatching that again, I was like, dude, I forgot how fucking good this movie is. The story is yeah. compelling, it's weird, but like it makes sense. The whole danger of like, um, conditioning from a young age what can that do yeah. like on the long-term effects and how do you break that mentality of course yeah. being a, a huge like uh i'm the kind of person that uses movies and music as my way of like being connected to the world or working through problems mm -hmm. so to see a movie where that's like at the center <laughs> of the story is very like oh my god not saying i'm yeah. some craze conditioned man but who knows uh, yeah <laughs> but it, it it does i think strike a chord with everybody that hasn't been enslaved and human trafficked and all this stuff that it's still such a perfectly executed human story yeah. that you all connect with and and care about him and want him to succeed and and yeah it's like extreme stockholm syndrome it's, yeah it's it's pretty crazy to watch and i didn't know till this week it's written by luke Besson, yeah, who wrote not only not only the transporter and taken most recently, but the fifth element and yeah. Leon the Professional. Yeah. I'm like, oh, of course it's great. He that's did why, Leon like, the professional. That's why the oddity of Unleashed with the whole like the collar aspect and the, the conditioning aspect, it makes so much sense when you find out who wrote the movie that immediately yeah. you're like, Oh yeah, I get it. I'm totally like, yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cause he has that reputation, like in his yeah. style of writing. Oh, yeah. Unleashed is such a good movie. Man, we were so close to having such an oddball of a, like, crossover. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it, Enter the Dragon. Why well, you gotta hit that down <laughs> well, the street? <laughs> it, is, it is Enter the Dragon. It's, kind yeah, of a it's true, deal. it's true. 
Well, I have been stoked about my number six, Jake. I can't tell you how long I've been like waiting to tell you this. Uh, okay. that I have watched this movie several times. Uh, I because I thought like, oh, we'll probably get around to doing a kung fu episode like last year, and then it just didn't happen. And it, this is the kind of episode that we've been like, oh, we should do that. Well, we're gonna do all yeah. these other episodes first. So. I'm so excited to bring this up. Uh, this is a movie that you bring up constantly, I feel. <laughs> you have talked about it for so long, and it's one that I just never got around to watching for the longest time. And then I, I finally okay. got around to watching it, and I have watched it several times. And it is one of the best martial arts movies I have ever seen. Like, the story mm. is cool. I love that it's based on, like, actual events. Um Obviously, they take liberties with some things, but it, it works well for the telling of the story. Mm -hmm. uh, but this is another one. I brought it up with like Crouching Tiger, where they uh, they really focus on like the discipline and the principle of martial arts, not just being fighting, but more of like how do you utilize it in how you conduct yourself in the public and in yeah. life in general. I really love the, oh my God, it's one of the coolest movies I've ever seen. Um, my number six is IP, man. Like, nice. <laughs> I always pronounce it Ip Man. Or Ip Man, however you pronounce it. Um, I just, this movie, dude, when I finally sat down and watched it, it was exactly like a, I felt when I watched Ninja Assassin, but instead of like the comedic, this is awesome, the, it was very much mm. just. Oh, this movie means a lot. Like, this movie's so yeah. fucking good. And the fight scenes are incredible. <laughs> Just yeah. absolutely incredible. This reminded me of, like, the Kung Fu 1937 version of Cinderella Man. That's what this yeah. movie kind of struck me as. And I Definitely. absolutely love Cinderella Man. And so, it man just, yep. This hit every perfect chord for me, and I just I couldn't believe I waited so long to get around to watching it. But when <laughs> I finally did, like I've watched it probably too many times now. <laughs> but the more I watched it, the more it was like, nope, this movie has the same effect on me every time I see it. It is just so mm -hmm. well done. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's it's an overlap for me as well. And obviously I love it. You, you led up to it perfectly where, and especially Donnie Yen, who I wasn't yeah. super familiar with. I had heard of him, but I hadn't really experienced everything that he's capable of. And yeah, Ip Man is a great introduction because he's awesome. He's, he's so, so cool. cool. <laughs> and he like carries himself in this way that I think does a good job of personifying the actual like historical character, making him into a even bigger legend than he already was. Yeah. Uh, anybody who doesn't know, he's like most known for being the master that trained Bruce Lee. So he's like really cool, but he's even cooler in it, man. Like just that general story in that time frame in the history of it. I love the history and like the periodness of the early thirties, yeah. China and, and this pre like the pre-Japanese war situation that they had going on and how he kind of like trains all of these like villagers and civilians to resist uh, the Japanese and all this stuff. So he just kind of becomes their 
hero, the hero grandmaster guy. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's so, it's such a cool movie. It's on my list. We'll talk about it. More <laughs> yeah. For sure. It just, I was like, <laughs> when I sat down and watched it, cause I, I really knew Donnie Yen from like rogue one. That was my huge, like actual introduction yeah. to him. Um, and his character conducts himself kind of similar to it, man. Very. And I've always kind of been drawn to his character. He's probably my favorite character in Rogue One, honestly, at least mm -hmm. high up on my favorite characters. Um, but then when I sat down and watched this and just got that that sense, like that whole uh, in that time frame, doing what he has to do, not letting mm -hmm. like he, he's so humble. But I like right. that even as humble as he is in that movie, they still show him as like flawed. You know, he doesn't spend enough time with his family, and you kind of see that mm -hmm. separation. I, I really respect that they, they showed him still flawed and still like mm -hmm. he has moments of letting emotion kind of take over. And we'll talk more about it, obviously. But yeah, it man mm -hmm. just, oh my god, dude, that movie blew me out of the water. And I was like, mm -hmm. at first for the while, a, a long time, I've been like, it'll at least be an honorable mention. And I just rewatched it a few times after that and was like, oh no. Oh no. Yeah. This movie is just it's too good. I can't yeah. <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. While you're talking about the humility and the family side, I was gonna bring up I love that as well. I love how he he does all of his like training and stuff in private. He doesn't really want yeah. to flaunt it, and then but the legend kind of gets out, and these people come to like challenge him. And he's like, "Yeah, okay, I guess we can spar, but you know, we'll do it privately in my living room, and we'll close all the doors and not let anybody know." And yeah, he he's he's trying to like make time for his family, not let his whole status interrupt dinner and all this yeah. stuff. But you know, there's that. Uh, this tension between him and his wife. She's like, God damn it, this guy <laughs> to like fight you. And I guess we'll go in the other room. And he's politely waiting and you know trying to spend time. But yeah, it's it's a cool movie. It is. <laughs> okay, uh, my number five is my other Jackie Chan movie. I wanted so badly for him to be wow. higher up, but my top five, honestly. There's so much difference between them, or so little difference between them that they're interchangeable. It's so difficult to choose, but I felt like I love this movie. It's my favorite Jackie Chan movie. I watched it the most out of any of his movies, but there are these other ones. I'm like, this one is just a little bit better, a little bit bigger, a little bit overall complete in certain yeah. ways. But that's not a, a knock on Jackie Chan at all. So my number five is Who Am I, oh, which man. I I love Who Am I. I return to it constantly. I think it might be because it's kind of different than all of his yeah, other movies. it is way different than his others. It, like, it takes place in like Africa and Holland, so the scenery is different. He plays a like a this member of the special forces group, like a like a mercenary group that uh, kind of get double crossed and they all get killed and he's the only survivor, but he loses his memory. And that's different because most of his movies, he plays like a cop who has to go on his own against <laughs> the bad guys. That's most of his movies. Uh, but who am I? I like especially the mystery of it yeah. where he's lost his memory. It's kind of like memento. You don't know much as an audience, you know, he lost his memory and you're kind of trying to figure out with him 
who he is, who is this person talking to him? Are they a friend or a foe? Like they're being friendly, but they, and they're saying they're from like the CIA, but are they really, are they uh, a reporter? Are they not a reporter? So uh, the mystery of it is kind of part of the most fun of it. Yeah. And then, and then the rest of the movie, the like last half of it, there's a lot of really long, uh, action sequences or fight scenes in it the first half of it there's not that much honestly and so i was re-watching i was like oh, i don't know if this really counts <laughs> but then if we like get into like the action i'm like absolutely it counts. 100% <laughs> has to count. but the whole first half you're still engrossed and involved and you're you're very much invested in him and his situation and and it's it's just it's such a fun movie. I think it's his most fun movie, where he he has to go through certain situations. He's very uh, I, I don't know. He wears the emotion of his character on his face maybe more mm -hmm. than than some of his other movies, where he's in this turmoil of not knowing who he is, trying to figure out what uh, what's going on, and uh, and and I just love it. I love everything about this movie. <laughs> And the like, the fight at the end against the two guys is like the biggest, coolest, like actual straight up, hundred percent like kung fu fight. Yeah. And then there's other big fights in it where he's trying to escape with handcuffs. That's always a good time. And the scene where he's like, they're in Holland, so they have like these wooden shoes, and uh, and he has these fight where he, still, he doesn't have shoes on, so he puts on these wooden shoes, and they end up all they're like suddenly he has weapons on his feet, and it's kind of like the transporter where he puts on the. Uh, bicycle clips, uh, but this obviously came before it inspired it. I'm sure. <laughs> so who am I? So good. Yeah, and Jackie Chan as a director, I needed to touch on. He there's there's a lot of like interviews he's given about directing. He's done every part of the filmmaking process, which is part of my favorite thing. Started out as a stunt man, like an unknown extra. Uh, doing stunts, doing directing, doing writing, obviously starring and doing stunt coordination. Like he's generally the guy who's like, okay, I'm the star of the movie and I'm directing it, but also I'm coordinating all these stunts. So you and you go and do this stuff. So he's just such a cool guy, but he does all these interviews about kind of like the main tenets of what you need to do to make a good fight scene. Mm -hmm. And I think more people need, especially filmmakers need to pay attention to that because so many modern, especially American action movies, the action, like the movies are cool and the action is cool, but the fights are, especially the editing of the fights. Yeah. You can, you can film good uh, martial arts scenes, but you can ruin it in editing because you are over editing or you don't show the the action and the reaction in the same shot or something like that. Um, Chuck Chan talks a lot about if you need to do two shots where you have a wide shot of the action and then you and then they hit a guy and you zoom into a um, a close up of the impact of that. Don't just go like punch, cut to close up, continue the punch. You have to cut back up that punch again and then in the close-up yeah. go because it takes the audience time to catch up and to pay attention like your eyes need that time to adjust to the different shot and that's missing the so much american fight scenes seem so like chaotic and like i don't know what's going on because you're not doing that you're not making it clear in your shots what's going on and jackie chan always does that 
That's why he's so good. It, it's so good. Yeah, he. You and I have talked about that kind of his approach to filming fight scenes. We've talked about it a handful of times. Um, you brought up a a point a couple weeks ago on our our Matrix deep dive of like some of the fight scenes in the second Matrix, like the editing of it just doesn't feel. Mm-hmm. correct like you'll see the speed or the force of the kick or a hit and then they'll cut mm-hmm. to that close-up and it, it, you feel that disconnect and i agree with you a hundred percent because you do i think the most mm-hmm. prominent one is like neo's first fight with the upgraded agents he goes to kick a guy in the chin and they do that weird cut and he flies across the room but you lose that momentum of the kick yeah uh as soon as you brought that up in the matrix episode i immediately thought of Jackie Chan's approach to filming the fight scene and was like, oh yeah, because they, they cut it. They tried yeah. to do like this quick edit to it where they should have just let the kick be. Right. Some of the most effective hits in fight, you know, hand-to-hand combat fight scenes aren't the close-up hits. It can be those ones that you as the audience will catch and you're like, oh, dang. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I saw that, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Chan, Jackie Chan is, uh, he's just a movie god. Like, he really yeah. is a movie god. Uh, I haven't gotten to his movies on my list yet. I, I, they're coming. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I think part of the issue with the that part, the second Matrix and other kung fu movies in general, the physics don't feel yeah. real. They don't feel right. And, and, that's because a lot of them use like wire work or special effects or other things to make it over the top, make it bigger than reality. And you lose reality sometimes if you go too far with it. And Jackie Chan, especially early on, I think later in life, he started doing more wire stuff, but late early on, especially everything is so real. He, he oh, yeah. actually jumped off of that. He actually dove through that window. <laughs> he actually like those kicks are, are, are pretty, grounded and the audience connects to that is like i recognize that is real and mm-hmm. it makes it work so much better and then you get to see the the credit scenes and you see him actually performing it and practicing <laughs> it and your brain goes oh dang it's so much yeah. crazier when i have confirmation that he did this <laughs> right <laughs> yeah who am I is great. Man, trying to like narrow down his movies was difficult for me. Yeah. And they my my two really did come down to like the nostalgia kick and just mm-hmm. what did I tend to watch more? Yeah. Um all right. We're on five, right? Yep. All right. So in true movie boners fashion. You or I, or sometimes both of us on a top 10 list, will have one movie that will raise some eyebrows or get the like, oh, does that one actually (laughs) count? We tend to do this. Yeah, Uh, pushing the boundaries. Yeah, my number five is my my pick that falls in line with this, but, you know, fuck you guys. One, it's my (laughs) list. Two, it is a kung fu movie. It's just one of the funniest kung fu movies. And I love okay. that I get to incorporate it on this list. <laughs> yeah. Um, physical comedy mixed with martial arts might be one of the greatest things ever. Uh, Jackie Chan really highlighted that, obviously, with his career. Or has. Yeah. Did. Whatever. 
Um, <laughs> but there's a certain 90s comedian who is just was the master of physical comedy, especially in the 90s. And to see mm-hmm. him suit up as a ninja just made it that much <laughs> better. <laughs> Yeah. Jake already knows. If you don't know, then you're obviously not from the 90s, and I pity you. I Uh, thought you were going with a different kung fu comedy, but now I know exactly what you're doing, and it's even better. It's even better. My number five is Beverly Hills Ninja with Chris Farley. This movie is so freaking fun and funny. And yes, it's a kung fu movie. He is the great white ninja. Okay? (laughs) There is a ton of kung fu in this movie. There's so much kung fu in this movie. Yeah. Of course, a lot of it from Chris Farley is all highly comedic. And, yeah. you know, I brought up, like, it's awesome seeing the use of, like, the weapons and Ninja Assassin. <laughs> well, Beverly Hills Ninja has the use of weapons, but Chris Farley fashion. So it's all just yeah. the worst. <laughs> Yeah. Well, the best part is we talked about how ninjas are like the perfect, perfect killing machine, most coordinated assassins ever. And then you take Chris Farley, who is famous for being uncoordinated, hilarious, rotund, and put him in a in a black, like all this whole ninja outfit. And it's just the funniest thing it's I've ever seen. It's the funniest thing ever. <laughs> I I love this movie. I was like, originally, I was like, oh, this will just be a fun, like, mention. Like, I'll, I'll, you know, it won't be on my list. And then I rewatched mm-hmm. it and was like, oh, it might be on my list. And then I rewatched it again. It was like, I think it's going to be on my list. Told my daughter about it and was like, part of me really wants to watch it with you. But there's one specific scene that would just get real awkward. We could skip it and be okay. Mm-hmm. But we might still do that. <laughs> and then I rewatched it again. It was like, yes, yeah. this movie is it is on my list and it's probably going to be fairly high. So it's my number five. I just I adore this movie and I love Chris Farley. Such a big mm-hmm. fan of his. Uh, I think of all the like comedian early deaths that we've had or like Hollywood early deaths at young ages. Yeah. Chris Farley will always be one that hits me the hardest. Cause I grew yeah, up 100%. watching him on SNL and watching his film career really taking off. Um, even though yeah. almost heroes He's... is like regarded as a terrible film. I find it funny genuinely because mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's Matthew Perry and Chris Farley. That's great stuff. But also like that yeah. was my last movie from Chris Farley. So I will always hold it kind of close. But him as a ninja, oh Mm. my god. (laughs) He's he's hands down, no contest, one of the funniest humans to ever live. And I completely agree. Yeah. So I mean if you need a good laugh with some some crazy like martial arts scenes, go watch Mm. Beverly Hills Ninja. Like it's got everything you want. It's so good. It's got, you know kind of a mystery but not really a mystery it's got corruption in it yeah that he gets hired to like take down of course his prime motivation for the whole story of the movie is falling in love with a a blonde bombshell (laughs) yeah i love how he 
he takes on this mission and he 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 sucks at it because he's not a very good ninja but he gets by with it because he has the like help of his half brother who's actually like a great ninja and so he just kind of like takes the credit for it and his brother is willing to like help him out he just kind of has to endure all of uh hyru's fuck up so <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. That's, that's he loves him it's family that's true it's family <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I'm so glad that's on your list. You know, I didn't I am expect too. it at all. <laughs> oh, geez. Okay. Uh, my number four is our first crossover, finally getting around to it. Uh, Ip Man. Uh, it, it, it's so good. Ip Man is like, we've talked about it a few, uh, uh, quite a bit already, but the for those movies that is like a period 1930s Chinese uh, movie. I think it just is the perfect one of those. It's the mm -hmm. perfect blend of that. And it's, it, it's pretty epic on the like historical scale where he, it goes, starts kind of early in his life where he's not as known as that grandmaster, but he, uh, the whole like whole Japanese war happens and he has to like train all those, uh, civilians or lets them uh learn his style so that they can resist better and uh and kind of starts the rebellion by fighting a general who's like kind of like being tyrannical over all oh, of the yeah. uh, civilians and stuff so he he inspires this hope in them in such a great way and so they they start believing that they can resist and He's such a he's a, such a legendary character, and I think the movie captures that in a great way. It's just and and the Wing Chun whole era and style and stuff is is so cool. So Ip, Ip Man had to be on my list. The whole series it's created such a long running series, mm -hmm. and I've seen most of the movies. I don't know that I've seen all of them, but I've seen most of them, and they're all pretty good. Um, and so Dunian and everything is 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 a great and i'm very excited to see Yen in the next uh with john wick yeah because i think that will be extra cool um <laughs> so if you want to get ready for that watch it man yeah i haven't watched the sequels yet i just i got so stuck on that first one that i'm, yeah. I'm kind of nervous to watch the sequels just because like that first one hit a chord like it yeah. really just everything it was like oh my God, this is so good. Yeah. I would say the second the second one especially is better than most sequels. Okay. The second one especially is really good. Um the the other ones are not as good as the first two, but at least watch the first All two. Right. Yeah, that It Man was just I, I love that story. I love seeing that kind of stuff. And It Man, when I was watching that, that was the movie. That I had one of those thoughts. Well, it was one of the movies where I had that thought of like, man, I should take up like I should go put myself in a class, not just to pull off all the like moves or learn a style, yeah. but it was really kind of like, how great is that to just live your life where you're just so like the mm. perfect humbleness where you're right. just like. It is what it is. Like genuinely, not just uh you're mm -hmm. saying it to try and like brush stuff off or like avoid stuff, but to genuinely yeah. <laughs> just feel like I accept what it is. So 
Right. Like, right. That kind of discipline is incredible. Yeah, exactly. I I feel like I need that discipline constantly. I'm like, I should really do something about that. And obviously, (laughs) these guys figured it out hundreds or thousands of years ago. So maybe they have the answer. Yeah. Yeah. It man just. I knew it was going to be on your list, and I was so excited when I was like, it has to be on mine as, like, because there are some movies that, it, they're just too good. And yeah. It Man's one of those, and I was like, Jake's going to love that I put it on mine. He doesn't know that I've watched it yet. It's going to be great. <laughs> yeah, it I know great. it's on his, because he talks about it constantly. Uh, <laughs> and that's not a bad thing. Like, go people, go watch yeah. this movie. It's on Netflix. Yeah. Go watch it. Um, right. I'm so glad I knew that was going to be high on your list too. I was like, I don't, I wasn't sure if it would crack your top three, but I knew it was going to get real close if it didn't. Yeah, it was close. Oh man. Well, my number four, I'm sticking with the comedy. Uh, this is the first Jackie Chan film on my list. Uh, very early Jackie Chan. And I know there's like a couple Mm -hmm. other versions or like sequel, slash other version of it, but the original from 1976, 8, 78, I just, I adore this movie. I really do just, I love everything in this movie. I think it's hilarious watching a super young Jackie Chan be crazy cocky and silly right Mm -hmm. from the get-go, but -hmm. then his fight scenes and his stunts that he does in this are just like, whether it's the full-fledged fight scenes or him doing push-ups on his forearms and, like, throwing his body up to do them on his fists. It's crazy yeah. watching him do this stuff, but... Uh, He's so athletic. So athletic. So, my number four is Drunken Master. This mm. movie is, like... Yeah, it's in the 70s era of, like, the silly kung fu movies, and it does follow... They were all pretty much the same movie, Honestly, yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> it's true. But because it's Jackie Chan, I'm a sucker for it. And there's just there's little gags in it and stunts in it that I just they stick with me more. I already brought up the yeah. one where during his training, he's like hanging upside down by his ankles, and he has to fill these two teacups from barrels that are below his head, and he has to fill mm-hmm. a single barrel that's behind his legs. So he has to like do this crazy sit-up, and he folds his body in half. It's nuts. Watching that made mm-hmm. me just like, I don't think I've ever seen a scene in a movie that made me feel so physically useless before. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I know what you mean. <laughs> but yeah, that, that first Drunken Master, that original one, it's just so good. And it's mm-hmm. like... It, it's essential Jackie Chan and it's so much fun seeing him in that earliest stage. And then knowing like I continued watching his movies and I just love how he stuck with his formula. He expanded with quite a bit of it, but he always maintained like the principle of how he approached all of it. And it's so cool to see that even from that young of an age being the stunt coordinator on it and stuff. I just, yeah. Drunken master is like the perfect Kung Fu movie. It really is. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it, it it definitely is. It's one of my favorites as well. Uh, I like both of them. I like the sequel, Legend of the Drunken yeah. Master. It, it's just as good. Uh, and he he plays that. I think the drunken 
style plays so well into his natural ability to uh, to flow through the environment and the mm -hmm. props and everything, and also uh, have fun during the fight. Oh, yeah. Like you're having a fight with these guys, but there's so many jokes, little momentary <laughs> jokes during the fight that work so well when you're playing a drunk fighting style. <laughs> It's different. And the amount of wine that he consumes and like <laughs> yeah. the over-exaggerated drinking where it's not just mm -hmm. tipping the jug up. It's like a full body movement that's like super jerky and overly dramatic. Mm -hmm. It's just, I love it. I love every second of Drunken Master. You know, the opening scene yeah. of them in their training and he's all doing, he's doing that like teenage thing in class where you're making faces behind your teacher's back and trying to be the yeah. smart ass, but you're going to get shown up. Like, I love that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Drug yeah, Master his just face is so expressive. Yeah. And it's crazy seeing him that young with that hair. But yeah, Drunken yeah. Master just, and that style is so funny to watch because if you've seen enough Kung Fu movies, you know, everything's about like flow and you have to adapt quickly and you just kind of have to let like mm -hmm. whatever the drunken master style or the drunken gods. So it's based on yeah. eight drunken gods. It just works so great. It's almost like they knew, Hey, let's parody what everyone's already doing, but we're going to do it in mm -hmm. a very serious way. Almost. But it'll be funny because yeah. it's drunk gods. Oh my god! When he does the female god, <laughs> yeah, just, that might be one of my favorite gags in the whole movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it it's such a fun. Uh, uh, the lore and the culture and everything is really fun to me as well, and I think yep. Drunken Master is a great example of that. I don't remember if they talk about it as much in the first one, but I know for sure in the second one, because I watched that most recently, um, they refer like to the difference of Northern and Southern styles. Mm -hmm. And, and that's a big part of the Ip Man series uh, as well. But that, that just that cultural thing where they have so, so Kung Fu is such a big thing, especially in China, obviously that everybody's doing it. Everybody has a style, everybody has a dojo or school and, and, and so they're judgmental of, oh, you're, you have this drunken style. Nobody actually does that. It's not really cool, but he makes it work and it's so cool. Yeah. And then you see like a full fledged, the, the actual full fledged Kung Fu fights, they are mm. great. They're fast. They're brutal. Yeah. Like they are, they kick so much ass, pun intended. Yeah. But, oh yeah. <laughs> So it's really cool seeing the like the physical comedy just get mixed so perfectly into mm. like the actual fight scene. So drunken master, right? Yeah. I trying to narrow it down when I rewatched this one on top of like Operation Condor Project Day, I was like, Yeah, ah, drunken master's gonna take this one. This is like a big nostalgia piece <laughs> for me, but it's also just genuinely so well made. So Yeah. It really is. I was like I remember as I was thinking about them, I almost had uh, Drunken Master 2 or Legend of Drunken Master instead of Who Am I? I was like, I've loved Who Am I longer. I've watched it yeah. so much more, but it's been a while since I watched it. And I was like, Drunken Master is probably the more legendary one. 
And so I had it on my list. And then I rewatched Who Am I? I'm like, no, it actually is as good as I remember. So <laughs> yeah. I have to put it on there, even just for the history <laughs> and nostalgia as well. But it should it should be way up there. All right. So <clears throat> top three. Top Here we go. Uh, I have my Tony Ja movie, which you alluded to maybe on your list as well. Um, my number three is Ong Bak, or Ong Bak. Uh, Thai warrior. Well, movie Thai warrior. We have a crossover not only for the movie, but the spot as well. Nice. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I was, I was like, we're getting up there. It's possible that could happen, but I didn't want to jinx it. I'm very glad that it did. And yeah, Ang Bak. Well, first of all, obviously Chinese movies are king of kung fu, but do not sleep on Thailand but, uh... because. Tony Jaw in Thailand yeah. and Ong Bak. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's it's crazy. And it it I love how it kind of starts out pretty slow, mm -hmm. where it it starts out also pretty um familiar to Kung Fu fans, where it's it's a guy in a village and he's doing his training and then a Ong Bak gets stolen is like a, this deity of this village that that they want back. They feel like their village is going to like be yeah, it'll, destroyed. If it'll suffer. It. Uh, and the village does kind of suffer. So the head of the statue of this deity gets stolen. And a lot like the protector, mm -hmm. he gets tasked with seeking it out, finding it to bring it back home. Yeah. Yeah, and so he kind of goes on this adventure to find it. Ends up getting pulled, going to this fight club, underground <laughs> fight club, which uh, because the there's a guy that robs him ends up going there. So he just like ends up at this fight club. I'm like, oh yeah, here we go. We're going to a fight club, and he doesn't end up fighting right away. But when he does end up, obviously getting pulled into it, it's Dude. so cool, and the style is so different. Like the way that they move. And maybe it's the way it's shot as well. I think the the cinematography helps, but the way that they move and like a guy will throw a kick and then a guy will like duck under it and like into it, like he will kick you in your chest as you're trying to kick him in a way that's different than most other movies. So the it just it does such a good job of landing those counters, I guess yeah. you would say, uh, in in such an interesting way, and then. Once the fight is kind of over, like the formal fight, the rest of the fight's not over. They're like it leaves the <laughs> it leaves the ring. They go into like throwing chairs and tables and all across the whole venue, and it just gets crazy Dude, uh, quickly. So I watched that movie. It was the first Tony Jaa film I saw. <laughs> it may have actually been his first movie in general, um, at least starring role. But I yeah. remember watching it with a group of people and all of us were already kind of like blown away by this movie. All of us were like, Oh my God, fucking flying knee hits topped off with the yeah. elbow to the head. Like, are you kidding me? But yeah. the scene that I will never forget, just all of us were like, we jumped out of the, our seats with just that, like what? <laughs> and they do it in mm -hmm. the movie. Like they do with like police story where they're like, yes, that is so badass. We're going to show <laughs> it to you again. You don't have to rewind it several times. Yeah. But when he is sprinting down the alleyway and the mm -hmm. 
the rolled up barbed wire on the stick comes forward and he <laughs> folds himself in half, jumping forward and goes yeah. through the spool of barbed wire. Mm-hmm. Even when I watch it now, I'm like, oh my God, how the hell do you time this? How the hell do you yeah. fold yourself like that? And then I feel very like, yeah, I have never been more physically useless in my <laughs> life. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I just live vicariously through Tony Jaa and Jackie Chan and all these guys. But yeah, and Tony Jaa does that where he does all of his own stunts, the the sparring. You can tell like they are sparring. You can tell the people he's fighting mm-hmm. in the movie are also, I, I would consider them masters in the art as well. Yeah. Um, so I like that in, especially in on Bach, you really get that sense of like, no, they're like, some of these hits do not look <laughs> like they are playing nice. Like some of yeah. this looks like he just beat this dude down. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it it very much reminds me of, of that's why I confuse it with uh, Indonesia yeah. and the raid because it, it's it feels as frantic and kinetic and violent as those movies do. But you're able to like as fast as they are, you're still able to watch the fight. You're able to follow the yeah. hits, the blocks. Definitely. Uh, yeah, him like kicking into a kick that's already coming his way is insane. Mm-hmm. It's a technique that you're like, why doesn't more people like it makes sense, but the yeah. way he does it and you won't get it unless you just watch the movie, but the way he does it, you're like, you feel those hits. Yeah. <laughs> <And> like, <laughs> yeah. It's so cool. Yeah. Um, Bob, just, that movie still blows me away. Even when I watch it this last week and I, I watch. I have the full trilogy, so I've got like the full box set. And two and three mm-hmm. are okay; they're pretty cool. The fight scenes are insane, um, and it mm-hmm. does focus more on like the lore of Ong Bak instead of this village. So they're like prequel sequels. Um, yeah, but the first one is just so good; like it's genuinely good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's just... <laughs> yeah, it's one of those awesome kind of probably lesser known movies. Like you said, it it was, I think one of Tony Jaws, at least his breakout role, one where he actually came to be more internationally known, but Oh my God, you need to see it. Yeah. If if you like martial arts films, Kung Fu films or whatever, and you want to see something that's like the stakes are a little higher or the fights are a little on the darker side instead of the silly side. Ong Bak is, just watch it. <laughs> yeah. <just> so good. <laughs> yeah. It's a good example of, I, I, I love the old like seventies. I yeah. love the camp. I love the fun, but I also am enjoying the kind of the more modern 2010s and beyond where it's, it's real. It's violent. It's like R rated gore kind of sometimes. <laughs> and I'm like, this is, uh, this is adult. This is cool. I love those as a kid. They're so nostalgic. But I, I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a man now. I want some real vicious fighting, and that's what Hongbok is. Yeah, yeah. Go check that one out, folks. Oh man. All right. I love that. Well, that was our like one of our crossovers. <laughs> Not just the movie, but the number three slot. That makes me so happy. Yeah. I love it when that happens. <laughs> I do too. That's really fun. Um, 
My number two movie I'm so excited to talk about because I don't know if you've seen it and you have to see it. So I'm so excited to tell you about it. If anybody who hasn't seen it, I'm excited to talk about it regardless. It is the only movie that Keanu Reeves has ever directed. Oh, I know what one you're talking about. And so I, I, that alone is a kind of just a standout sticking point to me. But it's it's actually good. It's actually great. And that's why it's my number two uh, kung fu movie. It's called Man of Tai Chi. Have you seen this? Film? I have not watched it, but I know what movie you're talking about. It has been okay. on my list. As a Keanu Reeves fan, it's been on my list to watch. Mm-hmm. And I just have not seen it yet. I put it on my list right after I watched 47 Ronin. Because that movie... Don't let, like, critics tell you 47 Ronin is badass. Mm -hmm. Go watch that. But, uh... Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. 47 Ronin, I think, was on my fantasy list because it's more mystical and magical, but very cool. Yeah. Um, But Man of Tai Chi, Keanu Reeves doesn't play the lead character. He is in it. He plays the kind of the villain, actually. He plays, like, this gangster who's holding these... uh, A fight club, essentially. And his competitors or contestants uh he's looking for a new contestant and he comes across this guy who's a lead character named tiger chen who is just like a normal guy he practices tai chi which everybody knows or generally people know tai chi is just like a relaxing exercise movement Mm -hmm. thing where you are trying to get this your chi your energy inside of you out and calm and all this stuff but it's it's a gentle art. It's not really powerful. It's not a fighting style, really. But this character, Tiger Chen, he feels like he can incorporate power into his Tai Chi. And so he does. He goes to a like a tournament and and uses his power. His master, he's like the only student of his master. His master has this dojo that is like run down. And, uh, and so he doesn't have any students. It's just this one guy. And so he, he, his master doesn't think that he should incorporate power. He thinks it will like corrupt the Tai Chi and all this stuff. And the movie is kind of right. The, one of the reasons I love this movie is that it shows this duality between control and power. And the main character kind of embodies that where he's, he's trying to use his power, but he's, also, the more you use your power, you're kind of losing your control. And so Tai Chi is kind of the balance of that, or at least the movie is the balance of that. And so it's a very cool personification of, of that process. And I especially like the difference between the tournaments that he goes to. He's going to these like formal tournaments, and he's doing very well with this, his unique style mm-hmm. of, of this powerful Tai Chi that people aren't expecting. He's doing very well. And he catches the eye of Keanu Reeves who wants him to uh, work, like come to his tournaments, make a shitload of money because if you win, you kind of like make a lot of money. And, and when he goes to like try out for the tournament, he's in like this, it's essentially like a hotel ballroom. It's this empty room with like a one way mirror in front of it. And the fight that happens in that room is the, one of the coolest fights I've ever seen in my entire <laughs> life. 
it's so simple. There's no environment at all. It's just these two guys fighting. It's the coolest thing ever. And there's several of those kind of fights. But the first one especially just blows your mind. And you're, it's at that moment you're like, this movie <laughs> fucking rules. <laughs> and so he, as he does more and more of uh, Keanu Reeves' underground fights, those have no rules. He wants them to be like pure. He wants He wants to inspire this guy to find how powerful he can be mm -hmm. if he's not held back by anything. And so there's a conflict between this life and death, no rules fight. And the, he's still doing the like formal Olympic uh, tournaments. And he ends up kind of like pushing the boundaries, breaking the rules and those and realizing that it's uh, not, he can't do the same thing in both. And so it's just, the story is extremely cool. There's also like a detective who's trying to find or investigate Keanu Reeves like underground. He's like this weird billionaire that is throwing these things. And so she's trying to investigate him at the same time. It's such a cool movie. You have to check it out. Uh, I, I adore it. I just think it's hilarious that Keanu Reeves uh, directed it. And it's the only thing he's ever done. He hasn't done anything since 2013. Yeah. Uh, he needs to do more. Uh, you would, uh, you would expect the star of The Matrix and John Wick and all this stuff to make a good Kung Fu movie. And you're not disappointed. He absolutely does. Yeah, I've heard you bring it up a handful of times and it's... I do need to see it. I really do. I'm, I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm looking it up right the, now. <laughs> <laughs> you really do. The It's also kind of like 47 Ronin where there's, a, there's an element of fantasy. When he does unlock the chi inside of him, it's it gets kind of super uh human in a in a sense okay um but in in a grounded kind of way like it makes sense for the movie and it's really cool and the the choreography like i mentioned the especially the one in the that one room uh is so cool but i think it's 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 helped by the camera movement the camera moves with the characters in such a fluid way that it's really beautiful and you can tell Keanu has such a healthy respect for the classic uh, Kung Fu movies because it is, it's filmed in a very modern way. But even in these modern situations, when he's at like a Olympic style formal tournament, once they take like their starting poses, the camera will like push in on their face in like a way that you're like, that's so 70s <laughs> Kung Fu. Uh, and it's so awesome. I like that. Yeah, I I do need to watch this. I did not expect it to be on your list, but I you have brought this movie up a handful of times, and every <laughs> time you've brought it up, you tell me you have to watch this movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's up there with like I used to bring up the raid constantly until everybody I know has heard me talk about the raid a hundred times, and now this is kind of the next movie. I'm like, everybody needs to watch this movie right away. If you liked the raid, you'll like this. It's so cool. Hey, man, we all have those movies. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, I'll probably have to. Yeah. All right. Well, my number two is my next Jackie Chan movie. Now, this is kind of rough for me okay. because my number two and number one, like a lot of my list, can intertwine. Um, mm. I went into this for sure that Jackie Chan was going to be number one, regardless of what movie I picked of his. Um, yeah. And then I watched my number one 
and was like, oh, no. <laughs> I think Chan's going to have to take the passenger side. Um, yeah. Anyways, my number two, you and I have already said this a few times today. Uh, there are so many Jackie Chan movies that we love that have stuck with us. And honestly, by only settling on two of his to be in a top 10 does mm. not take away anything from his other movies. I love Jackie Chan's films so much and they all mean a lot to me. They all hit the nostalgia chord a lot. Uh, my number mm. two takes the spot primarily because of the nostalgia, because I tended to watch this one more. Um, yeah. It is not. My dad would expect me to say First Strike, which I thought for mm -hmm. sure would be, but that's an honorable mention for me. It is not First Strike. Honestly, I love sure. that movie, but I yeah. watched my number two a little bit more because I thought the fight scenes in, in my pick... Uh, just had higher stakes and there were more of them. So in mm. terms of like Kung Fu style, I think this one has a little bit more to offer in just the fight scenes alone. Plus the story is really interesting. You already brought up like his movies are always, he's visiting and gets mixed up with the bad people and has to protect or like <laughs> be the good guy. He, this one is mm -hmm. no different. <laughs> <laughs> But the fight scenes in it are really cool. There are a little bit higher stakes because he's battling like this weird biker gang that don't play by rules. So he kind of has to figure something out with that and just <laughs> beat him down like he does. And yeah. he does. Uh, so my number two is Rumble in the Bronx. Yeah. I adore like i love this movie so much it's so crazy how it goes from just like he's visiting his uncle who owns mm -hmm. this grocery shop in the bronx you know who is actually when you meet his uncle his uncle is selling his store like oh no i'm getting ready to sell it my fiance and i are about to get married and we're we're bailing out of here like <laughs> we're gonna take our money and retire and just enjoy life and yeah. He Jackie Chan's character just kind of like he like not really falls in love with, but he kind of gets mixed up with the uh, the new shop owner, and that's when you meet the biker gang and all that. Uh, but Rumble and Bronx, it goes from just him protecting the shop and kind of doing a lousy job at it at one point to like him water skiing on just his shoes. Behind a freaking hovercraft, <laughs> like it, 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 it. <laughs> yeah, while fighting gang leaders and all that, it it takes a wild turn. But the stunts are insane. The fight scenes are they feel heavy. They feel mm -hmm. like there's heavy stakes at it. They're they're heavy hitting. Uh, he he still does the Jackie Chan thing where he brings in the props. And the comedy with the, you brought it up, like he'll have moments during a fight where he'll like shake off his hand, like ow, 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 or rub his face yeah. or his leg. He still does all of that. Um, but this is one of those where his character kind of gets, he's faced with things that he's not used to seeing. And I really like seeing him have to adapt to that. Like mm -hmm. the Bronx uh, lifestyle in the mid nineties, you know, there's not just this one gang, but there's gangs everywhere it kind of looks like the slums, at least this particular area that he's in. Uh, yeah. 
he befriends like this crippled boy who's in a wheelchair whose sister happens to be a part of the gang. (laughs) It's got some pretty cheesy scenes in it, but it's got some scenes in it that are just, oh my God. I love Rumble in the Bronx. It's so good. It's so good. It is, it is Jackie Chan just like encompassing everything he's done all into this quick 90 minute film. It's so good. Right. Right. (laughs) And it's, it's the one that uh, made him kind of put him on the map as far as American cinema. He broke into Americans consciousness with rumble in the Bronx. And that's what is so crazy to me that it came out in 1995 and he was 41 years old (laughs) at the time. And then went on for decades longer, becoming an even bigger legend. Oh, yeah. He wasn't done yet. (laughs) He wasn't done yet. Far from it. (laughs) Very impressive. Yeah. I just, when I was really trying to figure out, like, because it did boil down to First Strike, which is incredible and hilarious, and the fight scenes in that are insane. At one point, he jumps through a ladder, and as he lands inside the ladder, he folds it spins it over his head and uses that as like a deflecting tool. Yeah. What? Um, <laughs> yeah. His, that's one of the like standout stunts to me is his, his use of uh, the ladder in the fight. Uh, that one always sticks. Out. Yeah. But I just, I remember growing up, I watched rumble in the Bronx more than I did first strike. Mm-hmm. I love first strike, but rumble in the Bronx was just, that was like, the go-to for me that was oh i'm gonna see some cool yeah. fight scenes i'm gonna have like a story of this guy trying to adapt and realize his nice demeanor and just the fact that he can kick someone's ass within a few hits isn't enough he's gonna have to like pursue mm-hmm. and actually be a continuing stopping force um yeah yeah i just rumble in the Bronx is so cool <laughs> so cool <laughs> Yeah, I 100% agree. That's a great pick. All right, my number one most favorite, most iconic, top kung fu movie of all time. Uh, You already brought it up. We haven't talked about it on my end, though. Enter the Dragon. I think everybody knows it. The imagery alone is so iconic. The the mirror fight, especially. I'm a sucker for mirror fights. I love Conan the Destroyer. I love John Wick. I love <laughs> Enter the Dragon. So it, it, it sticks out to me, and I'll always remember it fondly because I was a fan of all of these Jackie Chan movies, but I was mostly a fan of them because they were fun and funny. He's a very funny guy. But I remember... Enter the Dragon is kind of when I graduated to, oh, these can be serious. They can be violent and brutal, and he can kill people. Jackie Chan doesn't kill anybody, okay? He's a knight. He's like just trying. It's self-defense constantly. (laughs) Constantly. He's trying to defend himself. (laughs) But Bruce Lee murders people with his fists. And there's naked chicks in it. It's just an adult movie which was very cool. It's, it also, uh, I, I like it so much, I think, because I love James Bond movies. Mm-hmm. And it, Enter the Dragon has that same feel where it's, it's 70s, it's a secret uh, tournament of champions from all over the world being brought to this very uh, 
this like eccentric villain on this island has a lair and he's like trafficking girls and doing drugs and like drug trafficking and stuff but he's also just like a crazy guy with a, a hand that comes off and he replaces his false hooks? hand with <laughs> hooks and knives and weapons and slashes people so it's an eccentric villain on an island it just feels so james bond like yeah. to me with kung but fu, it's which kung makes fu. it even cooler <laughs> And instead of a secret agent, it's just a really renowned fighter <laughs> they hire. Yeah. He's just a guy at a dojo going through like his training. And they're like, hey, we need you to enter this tournament. And by the way, also be undercover with like the CIA and, uh, and, go, and go and try and find out information. And we'll end up busting this uh, kingpin guy. Yeah. And so it's, it's, it's so cool. All of the like fights, especially the like the, his first big fight where he's like in the yard, he's surrounded by all those guys and takes on that like super big, uh, that super big guy and ends up like doing that jump and then slow motion, just like his facial like tension <laughs> is so intense. And he's doing, of course, the <laughs> like sounds <laughs> constantly, <laughs> but the. I, I love it. And I love the different like characters. There's like that American gambler guy yep. who who is just kind of along for the ride. And then the black guy who's just kind of like trying to fight the cops because they're being racist at him and stuff. And it's just so cool. And his it it perfectly personifies Bruce Lee's like mentality. He's he's formed a like a larger than life mentality in off screen of his whole Jeet Kune Do philosophy of style of no style and kind of trying to break the mold. Um, the Enter the Dragon is basically that, where he follows the same beliefs and mm -hmm. and is conflicting with these guys who have a very strict style and all that stuff. So it's just the most perfect, the most iconic kung fu movie on so many levels. I wanted so badly for Jack Chan to be on my list at number one as well, and I think partly because I I. I have like this this conflict where I love Jackie Chan so much, but I misunderstood him at such a young age where I'm like, oh, he's funny mm -hmm. and and that was it. And it wasn't until later in life that I fully understood. No, he he does all these stunts. He's focused on the perfection of execution of this stuff. His his focus on his directorial style and just portraying the actual art to the audience so that they feel it is so beautiful, but I didn't get that so much yeah. until I went through this journey of liking him because he's funny, gravitating to Bruce Lee because he's so serious and real and violent. And then, oh, I actually love Jackie Chan more, but I only respect Jackie Chan because I went through the Bruce Lee phase and understood uh, all of that stuff. So it's been a journey well, I, of enlightenment. I think it's really cool being like huge Jackie Chan fans and Jet Li fans. All all these guys, huge fans of them. But you can tell all of them. I would even say like even Tony Jaa, and I might be wrong, but my perception is you can tell that all of them have such a high regard for like Bruce Lee's style. Because mm -hmm. Bruce Lee's films in the 70s, I mean, they really did popularize popularize yeah 
like Kung Fu and martial arts, they, they broadened everything for Western audiences. Mm -hmm. And I really get the sense when you watch all these other more recent, uh, masters in martial arts who are making movies, like you can tell they have a deep respect for that and that they always want to have something that will build off of what Bruce Lee did. And you can really see that. Like when I watched enter the dragon again, this, this last couple weeks and then rewatch all these other movies as well. It was very much like, uh, you can see all these little elements that you can tell the writers were like, Oh, we're doing this. And then all their martial arts masters were like, okay, so he hits them like that. I'm going to do something real similar to that. And that's going to be my mm-hmm. paying homage or respect to Bruce Lee. I, I think that's so cool that you get that sense, especially from like Jackie Chan and Jet yeah. Lee. You can tell greatly from them that they have such a high regard for what Bruce Lee set the stage for. I think it's it makes total sense for Enter the Dragon to be your number one. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, my The only reason it's not super high on mine is just the nostalgia factor is so big for me usually. Yeah. And I connected with all these other movies a little bit more than I did with Enter the Dragon, mm-hmm. but not by much. It's still in my top 10. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So close. But yeah, I, I think his stakes from an early on, right from the get go, were always much higher. If you, if you yeah. don't count like Green Hornet, which by the way, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, him and the Green Hornet, come on. That's just badass. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's right. Man, this episode's chock full of like random shit that we're bringing up. <laughs> hey, <laughs> that's true. Well, my number one, I realized something as much as I love the grittier, darker side of like martial arts movies or Kung Fu movies, I will always gravitate to the comedic side of it. And -hmm. when you have a Kung Fu like guru dude who decides one day I'm going to write a straight comedy Kung Fu movie. And I'm going to mm-hmm. incorporate Looney Tunes style humor into this film. Mm-hmm. I, I am that audience that just like, well, this is going to be one of my favorite things of all time then. And it still stands yeah. as one of my all time favorite. It is my number one. I thought it was going to be like at least number three, maybe number four. But after mm-hmm. I watched it, by myself and then watch it again with my daughter and then watch it again by myself. After that, I'm like, Nope, this movie is just everything I love about every Kung Fu movie. There is mm-hmm. and everything that I loved growing up, which is slapstick physical comedy. Uh, Kung Fu hustle is like, yeah, my favorite thing. It's my number one movie. <laughs> this movie is so ridiculous and it's perfectly done with incorporate like seriously, he incorporates Looney Tune style comedy and mm. imagery into like the mythos of Kung Fu with Kung Fu masters, yeah. the lore of they're always larger than life. They have these incredible abilities that have only been tapped through the use of Kung Fu. Uh, some mm-hmm. of it's used for good. Some of it's used for bad. It's set in like the 1940s, fifties style. It is so freaking funny. <laughs> and I got to tell when I showed my daughter, the movie, I was like, all right, 
you've watched foreign films, right? So you're going to be able to read the subtitles. She was like, it's not English. Like they didn't dub it English. And I went, well, they do, but to get (laughs) one of the best jokes in the whole movie, you have to watch Mm -hmm. the original language. She was like, why? I was like, because the joke's in English and it only works if you watch it in its original language. (laughs) (laughs) But like, there were scenes in that movie where she was just rolling with laughter. And then the fight scenes are still really cool, even with all the Looney Tunes style and just doing all this like cartoony kung fu stuff. It works so well as they incorporate actual Kung Fu fight scenes and kind Mm. of like principles and mentality. I love Kung Fu hustle so freaking much. It's so (laughs) it's unreal how much I love this movie. (laughs) Yeah. It's the one I thought you were going to bring up when you were talking about uh, um, the American Ninja. And uh, I was like, this hundred percent probably will be on his list, but I was surprised it wasn't there, but yeah, I, I agree. It's, it's one of those movies that is such a perfect satire of Kung Fu movies while also being a great Kung yeah. Fu movie. <laughs> and that's, that's always awesome when you are a great thing of the thing you are love, but also making fun of at the same time. Yeah. I just, even like, even the super violence is the way they do it. Like, you can tell, hey, all these characters have super high stakes. You know, they're trying to fight off the Axe Gang, who are pretty ruthless. They just murder people for the sake of murdering people. I mean, the opening scene is a guy getting murdered. So, (laughs) like, (laughs) they're, they're high stakes, but then they add in, like, the humorous side. But then, just as you're like, this movie can't get cartoony or, like, this is just going to be a straight comedy. Then you're introduced to the two assassins who I forget the name of the instrument, but it's a string instrument. And they use that to create Mm -hmm. like their weapons. And that whole fight scene is actually kind of like crazy watching it with my daughter. She was like, dad, this is, I thought this was just funny. And I was like, don't (laughs) worry. It'll get funny again. (laughs) Like, yeah, but it's full of just great. Everything about Kung Fu hustle is perfect. It really is. I kind of, it's sad to say, so Stephen Yen, he did, or Stephen Chow, sorry, Stephen Chow. He did Shaolin soccer, um, which I was never a big fan of Shaolin soccer. It's like the Kung Fu soccer comedy. Um, Mm. But Kung Fu hustle is so well done and it's so perfect. I haven't really heard his name since Kung Fu Hustle came out, except for like, oh, he's kind yeah. of a pain in the ass to work with, so no one wants to work with him. And he just kind of dropped off. But I'm like, you know what? You make this... It was very successful, and people yeah. who have seen it yeah. love it. Just And if you're able to go out on top, I guess that's way to go out. But <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, kind of a one and done as long as people forget about Shaolin soccer. Yeah. Which I know there's some people that loved it. I just never got into Shaolin soccer, yeah. but I like Kung Fu movies more than I like soccer. That's probably why. That's probably it. Yeah. That makes <laughs> sense. That makes perfect sense. But yeah, it's the Kung Fu hustle is my number one. The gags in that movie. I don't want to tell all the gags because you yeah. just have to watch them. They are great. Mm-hmm. I will say my favorite character in the whole movie is the landlady. She mm-hmm. is a fucking 
gas. Oh my god, <laughs> I love her so much. They do gags with like not just her being this like crazy powerful landlady, but she's a satire on landlords. But then they throw mm-hmm. in the whole gag of like slapping people with the flip flop, and yeah. that's just perfect. They <laughs> made. <laughs> It's so good. <laughs> yeah, it's so much fun. Man. I'm so glad that was on your list. That's a fun way to go yeah, out. Yeah, it is. I like it. Uh, honorable mentions, good sir. Oh, yeah. I have a, too many to mention. I'll try to keep it brief. Uh, we've talked about a couple in the episodes, so I'll skip those. Um, but Armor of God, the other Jackie mm-hmm. Chan series, both the original one and uh, the sequel, Operation Condor, they're fun, different kind of as well mm-hmm. because it's like it's like Indiana Jones with Kung Fu, which is really cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Jackie Chan is really cool, and obviously. Um, the uh, uh, the it's, it's, it's an Ip Man movie, but it's not an Ip Man movie. It's not Donnie Yen. Um, the Grand Master basically tells the same story as it man, but in a different cool way. Uh, I guess they were in production around the same time, but the grant, the grandmaster got delayed and didn't come out until later. um, Partly because the, the main character who was playing the grandmaster ended up sparring with an actual Wing Chun master and had his arm broken because he was (laughs) getting a little too uh, big for his britches, I guess. So that's fun, but it, it's it's really cool. There's really cool shots, especially the opening in the at, at night with like the rain and stuff. Okay. It's one of the most iconic scenes ever. And apparently, it took forty to forty nights to film it Holy all. Holy crap! Uh, there's a giant fight in the rain at night, which is really cool. So the Grandmaster, um, a movie I'm going to mention for kung fu fans that I haven't seen, but I've wanted so badly to see. It's called The Street Fighter, and I've been meaning to try okay. to find it. I just haven't gotten around to it. It's the f- the first film to ever receive an X rating in the United States, strictly for violence. And so when it came out, a full 16 minutes were cut to get it down to an R rating. Since then, uh, they have released like an uncut version on Blu-ray that I'm meaning to find. I think Shout Factory put it out. But... Uh, it looks and sounds really cool. I've been meaning to find that. And then there's another really cool movie uh, that you would probably like. A, a lot of people would like. It's called Chocolate, and it's like uh, it's like Rain Man with Muay Thai oh, okay. in it. With this lady, this uh, girl is uh, she has that like Rain Man thing going on, but is like a Muay Thai master also, and so it's a Really interesting and cool movie. All right. Chocolate. All right. What about you? Um, well, there was one that I watched a lot as a kid, but it just, I couldn't make room on the 10 list for it. But it's actually a Jean Claude Van Damme movie. Yeah. Um, but Bloodsport, that one mm-hmm. always stuck with me. That's a pretty intense film. The fight scenes are brutal. There is like nothing yeah. funny about anything in Bloodsport. <laughs> uh, but that movie, that was like really my introduction into like uh, mixed martial arts fights and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. That was when I started learning like, oh, this is a real thing, not just like in Hollywood, but yeah. these fights are 
like people do this shit. Um, yeah. Insane. Um, yeah, I love I love Bloodsport <laughs> as well. Um, I, I it's probably my favorite Jean Claude Van Damme movie. Yeah, a lot of people awesome. always bring up like Time Cop uh, or Kickboxer. Or Kickboxer. Kickboxer is still pretty cool, but Bloodsport it is is it hits a little different. I think that's him really hitting his stride personally. Yeah. Um, yeah. I also like. If you just want silliness, pure silliness, it doesn't matter if you watch the original from the 90s or the remake that came out last year. Uh, but Mortal Kombat, that straight kung fu fight, some of the fight scenes are pretty cool. It's fun. It's silly. It's bloody. Enjoy yeah. it. Uh, don't go into it thinking it's going to be something real deep. It's not. It's just fight scenes. Um, yeah. <laughs> tapped with some blood. Uh, first strike by with Jackie Chan, Operation Condor that we've brought up a couple times, Project A, check that one out. Um, Mr. Nice Guy is awesome, where he's like the seeming innocent like chef who turns out to be this incredible martial artist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really anything Jackie Chan, just go watch Jackie Chan. That, that I'd say yeah. like just go watch Jackie Chan. Um, yeah, absolutely. Especially the ones he's directed. Yeah, he's just what an eye for that kind of stuff. It's so cool. It's so cool. Um, yeah. And then all the ones that were not on our were not crossovers for us that like I know I said a few times for you. And I had a mm. couple too, but go check them out. Uh, you can skip. Yeah. I will say this. If you go revisit Jet Li films, yeah. you can skip Romeo must die, but you can skip even more because it should have been amazing. And it turns out to just be one of the biggest piles of shit movies I have ever seen. It was, so, I remember not liking it when it came out, but I thought, well, maybe time has passed. Maybe there's just something I missed in it that I'm going to enjoy now. And I rewatched it mm -hmm. and was like, nope, this movie is just as bad as I remember. Uh, it's him and Jason Statham in war. That movie yeah. should have been cool. There should have been amazing <laughs> fight scenes. It sucks. It's dumb. Skip it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what was the one with DMX? Oh, Cradle to Cradle the Grave. Cradle to the Grave. Yeah. <laughs> that one's like... There's so much nostalgia from 2003. Uh, I remember it having like, some cool parts in it, but yeah. it not being like super memorable <laughs> yeah which sucks because yeah, jet lee is so badass so if you want to see him badass go watch unleashed obviously um or you can go back to america's introduction to him if you want just straight like super fast badassery go watch lethal yeah. weapon 4 that was our our yeah. whole introduction to jet lee yeah there you go yeah <laughs> Yeah, and I will say uh, the director's cut of Fearless is a lot better than the theatrical cut of Fearless, if you like that style. And I, so he's, he's good in that. I did not get around to watching Fearless or Hero, but I really wanted to, and then I just ended up re-watching Beverly Hills Ninja and Kung Fu Hustle. And uh, <laughs> As he <yep>. should. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. So that's it. Uh, hey! It's not four hours. <laughs> You're yes. welcome, audience. Unless you like that kind of yeah, thing. Right. But, uh, 
as we've talked about many times in this episode, we are old men who do not have the stamina anymore <laughs> to do that. So we're like, let's keep this going. We're we're let's try and keep this reasonable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was fun. Uh, we've talked about it forever. I'm so glad we finally yeah. got around to doing it. Uh, I'm so glad we did that. Um, so homework for next week, we're doing another deep yes. dive into a single film, not a full franchise folks. So spoiling, spoiling the crap out of it. Yeah. So you need to watch it. Um, I'm excited for it. Cause it's a, uh, it's a movie that you hear generally people do not enjoy. Yeah. Shit on a lot. It gets shit on a lot, which when I watched it, I expected it to suck and it blew me away the first time I watched it. And I have. Love this movie ever since. It's way better mm. than I think people expect. Uh, but a lot more depth to it than people uh, give it credit for. Or, so I'm excited to talk about. I, that. I have theories on all that, but obviously that's next week. Um, so yeah. we're gonna deep dive into Sucker Punch. So yeah. the Zack Snyder, um, one of his several disliked movies, yeah. but maybe the most disliked Zack Snyder movie. Yeah, but we're gonna dive into it. Uh, kind of go into like the deep meanings are take us and all that. Like we usually do, but go watch it. I am planning on watching his cut of it. The extended version. Um, okay. I'm planning on it. Hopefully, <laughs> <laughs> hopefully it is here on time. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah. I, I plant that as well. I think I'll watch both the theatrical. Yeah. I want to watch both. Um, but that should be a fun one. The people that I have met that enjoy the movie really enjoy the movie. It's not just like a cool mm. movie to them. They they take a lot out of it. So I'm excited to dive into that. So Yeah, me too. Go It'll watch Sucker time. Punch, folks. And keep in mind, it's a lot deeper of a film than the just cool action film that the previews originally yeah. showed. Uh, good job, marketing. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, I think most people just dismissed it because they're like oh it's hot chicks in uh schoolgirl outfits it's all it is it's a boy it's a you know you know what it is and you don't know what and it you, is. It's yeah, no. so yeah get ready for another mindfuck week we actually have a couple of those coming up but that's for later <laughs> yeah um. <laughs> yeah more to come on that uh go buy all some right. merch check us out on all the social stuff and let us know your favorite kung fu's or your favorite jackie chan really yeah. let's face it oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah or kung fu movies that we should check out because i'm yeah. always up for new kung fu i feel like i've seen all of them and i love finding a new one that blows me away yeah. it happens it does fairly it often does. but so let us know what we should see do all that good stuff and we will see you guys next time all right thanks everybody